This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Welcome back to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. This conversation is going to be really good because it's all about retainers. And I have to tell you, I love the retainer model. We are so lucky as PR pros that this is the standard. Uh, It is just such a beneficial model for you to have the opportunity for really exponential growth um, and to be able to leverage your team's time. And I just love it. I feel like it is a really easy, simple way to take care of your clients, to ensure that you are getting paid top dollar for your services based on the value you provide. Um, it's pretty awesome. And I think you all know, and if you don't, you definitely should, but an industry standard for PR pros is that we get paid in advance of service. So your retainer agreement is going to say that. And it's also going to say that you get paid regardless of results. So you know by now that my path to profitability framework is all around the four pillars of strategy, sales, service, and scale. And the goal in me setting up that framework for you is to build on a solid foundation of consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue. And that means that you are keeping your clients happy. You're keeping them in the door, it's a lot easier to retain clients than it is to go out and pound the pavement and find new clients. So it's all about seamless onboarding, taking amazing care of them so they feel like you're the best service provider in the world and they made the best decision to go with your agency. And then, you know, we've had clients that come back and say, that first six months was fantastic. We love what you're up to. We're seeing some great results start to come in. And we want to expand our services. And this just happened to us with one of our wonderful, amazing beauty clients. We love working with this brand. They are so awesome. They're just really cool, down to earth. They totally leave us alone, which we know that is the best kind of client. Just leave us alone to do our thing. And they, you know, they have some budget to throw behind the work that we're doing. So it's really fun. And, you know, we nearly, we just signed another year contract with them and we just increased our yearly revenue for that client by 50%. So we have our foundation of our retainer, which was really healthy to begin with, and then adding on some services that they're really excited about and shouldn't be too much additional effort for us. We uh, increased that retainer by an additional 50%. So look at the value of that, having a consistent, predictable income from that retainer agreement, having a happy client, and being able to add services and make more money. It's a win-win. And then, you know, we kind of build on that foundation. And so, you know, if you happen to lose a client here and there, it's not a big deal. And that's the premise, essentially, of the path to profitability 
that is at the foundation of my agency accelerator. Okay. So that's sort of the foundation of this discussion as well, because I want to get into retainers and what services you should be including in your retainer. And I know that when you're setting up your services and your fees and what's included, it's really confusing. And a lot of times we want to charge a separate fee for additional services. Um, You know, different clients have different needs, but I do also try to get you on the same kind of plan for each client. Essentially, you don't want to have 10 clients doing 10 different services because it starts to get really exhausting to manage all of it and stressful for you to keep track of who's getting what service and when and uh, you know what kind of reporting do you for this client and when do they want their report. It's just, you know, we want to get into that flow state and that means everybody's kind of working through the same types of services and the same kind of timeline so that you can have a monthly cycle of how you're supporting them, okay? But when it comes to your retainer, what I want you to think about is servicing your clients and being the premium option. And we're going to get into a little bit more about that. But as I talk about some of these services that you may consider including, I want you to have at the back of your mind that your goal is to be the premium option. (laughs) We just did a recent discussion on this exact topic on Facebook, and it was kind of a hilarious chat. I I coined a new expression. When I get to the point where I brought it up on Facebook, I'll tell you the expression. And four seconds after the Facebook Live, there was a meme in our profitable PR pros group already set up about it. So pretty catchy, but it gets the point across. You are going to be the premium option. Okay, so when you're setting up these fees, I want you to think about your your niche and what you, you know, your niche being what service you provide, you know, who you serve and how you serve them. That is your niche. So think about your individual clients and what they typically need. Um, So what you can consider including in terms of PR services and all of the different elements that go into it. So here's a list that we kind of came up with of all of the things that kind of go into traditional PR and kind of new media PR, digital PR. So that would include media list, you know, press list development, creating a strategic press plan for them. Maybe it's media training. If you want to get a CEO client prepared for a big TV interview or a whole list of, um, you know, maybe they'll do like a radio. Um, oh my God, press tour, like a radio press tour. I'm so old <laughs> and then we haven't done those in so long, but you know, if you did something like that, basically your client sits in one spot and there's all these different, um, kind of outlets that tune into that and, and pick up on it. Um, anyway, if you want to include media training, that is something that you could, you know, do by offering a few key talk talking points and walking them through what to do and what not to do. But if you have a big interview for a CEO client of yours and there might be some tricky questions or they've had some negative things happen with their business and you're doing a little crisis management, you may want to hire somebody who's an expert in that. So in that case it might be a different service, but let's just stick with what you could be doing for them in-house. 
let's say you're also creating a media kit for them and you're working on their message alignment so that their marketing and brand positioning copy really aligns with the messaging you're going to go out to the media with and that it, there's a really strong brand story, a really good founder story, and you might be there to assist with that. Okay. These are services you may want to include in your retainer, things that do come up with PR. Um, you are also, because you know what you know from the pitch lab, you are going to be writing targeted, strategic, personalized pitches and do outreach to a wide variety of media outlets like print, digital, broadcast, podcasts. So you're trying to secure the founder on podcasts for interviews. They can tell their brand story. They can share their expertise. And FYI, our media contacts database, we have our own. It is peer curated. So the members of our community turn over their contacts, the ones that are PR friendly. They want to hear from you. They're responsive. They've converted and actually written stories for our members. These are the contacts in our database. And we have hundreds of podcast leads in our database. So if that's a service you want to think about providing to your clients as as an additional fee, like if they are really focused on podcasts because getting their founder or getting a, re a representative from the brand on podcasts to share their story, to really share their personality and have a great discussion about what the brand is up to, that is a really good avenue. And if they're going to be focused heavily on it, that's a major goal of theirs. That's something you can consider as an additional fee. And if you want to really offer that as a service, our database would be a really uh, great place for you to get contacts to proactively pitch your clients. So just keep that in mind. Could be another revenue stream for you, or you could choose to include it in a retainer if it's just another type of outlet and not a major focus. There could also be some copywriting that goes into the PR campaign. You could also be creating press releases and then issuing those, distributing those um, on the wire. Uh, when it comes to press releases, even if we hire a copywriter, we include that service. The only thing we would bill out additionally for is the cost of the wire, not um, or you know releasing it on the wire, not marking it up. Um, you know, and not charging for the copywriter if we have to bring one in. The other thing you're going to be doing is kind of monitoring the media, answering media callouts, being the media liaison with the client and their, you know, your media contacts or anything that comes to them organically. You want them to turn over those leads to you so that it's not confusing to the media because oftentimes those contacts are on your list as well. And the client's talking to them and then you pitch and it's confusing and they're like, who do I talk to? And then they just sort of walk away because it's too much for them to manage and it's too confusing. So if you are the point of contact, that could be something you're doing where you are handling all of the media opportunities that come in organically. Another thing you can be offering is um, paid media opportunities. So, you know, I've been doing this a long time. We're 17 years by the time this podcast comes out um, in March. And we used to be so focused on earned media that the thought of pay to play was like, <laughs> it was just like an offensive thing to offer a client. They were like, well, what am I paying you for if I could just pay the media? Now it is actually come into its own as another service because 
some of these bigger opportunities are, you know, they're they're kind of gated by a paywall, not a paywall, but to get into these outlets, you do have to pay for some of those bigger features. Um, you know, they realize that that's another revenue opportunity. It's kind of like advertorial. It will state that it's sponsored content, but it does move the needle. And there are packages that go along with it where your client will be able to use that article, have a license to use the logo for a year period of time. Um, There was a deal that we did for a client with three top tier publications, and it was about $35,000 for the year. And they had really great features on each of those media outlets. And they got to use that copy and use the logos uh, for a year in their marketing and advertising. So the client felt that was worth it. That's a service that we offer because we have those relationships with the media and we can negotiate better packages. We're making those calls. We're vetting the opportunities and then presenting them to clients. So that is something you may want to consider in your retainer. If you have a client with a budget, it might be something you want to include as an additional service. If they have a major budget, that's like advertising. And with an advertising model, if you are their agency of record, you're managing an ad spend. This is kind of outside of PR, but a lot of PR pros will cross over and do this. You're getting a fee for that media buying plus a percentage of the spend. And that percentage can be anywhere from 10% to 20%. 10 is pretty standard. Um, if you're running the fees through your agency, meaning you're paying out and then getting reimbursed, then the fee is 20%. And I have a friend that does this and she she promotes uh, films for um, consideration for awards. And she's doing about a million dollars in ad spend per film. (laughs) And she puts it on her credit card for the points. (laughs) So she's traveling all over the world free uh, because she's putting, you know, millions of dollars per year on her credit card. She has like an Amex platinum and all of that near a black card or whatever at this point. But um, she's taking that risk and she knows the clients well enough to know that they are going to pay her back, but it's a big cash flow issue if you're coming out of pocket. So if that's the risk there, let's say 20%. So the, let me reiterate that piece of it. If you are doing media buying, that could also, if you want, include influencer management. If they have a paid influencer budget, you can charge for that service. This is one of those services where I will say, yes, charge an additional fee. Um, charge for that service plus you could ask for an additional percentage of the spend on top of it. That's very standard. So just know that's an option for you. Um, And any kind of other external opportunities that arise where you're going to be pursuing them for clients, you want to make sure they know they can turn to you and say, hey, you know, we got this opportunity. Can you vet it? Like we got an opportunity from a client today where they were asked to be part of an iHeartRadio promotion for Women's History Month. And we sort of talked about the pros and cons and kind of came back to them with a resolution of what we recommended. And they know they can just kind of throw things our way and we'll come back with a yes or a no. And if it's a yes, we will pursue it. Okay. Um, The other thing is thinking about communications. I want you to be available with boundaries. 
So don't limit the amount of email contact they can have with you, but limit when you're going to reply. So if they, you know, are reaching out to you nights and weekends and it's a non-emergency, you are not to reply. You have to set those boundaries. Otherwise you will make yourself completely mad, um, being accessible all the time to clients. And that's not a precedent you want to set, but I don't want you to go to a client and say, well, you know, I will only be replying, uh, you know, like to four emails per week. Like I've seen that and it seems so tacky to me. It's very cheap. It's very low end. Um, premium clients would never expect to hear something like that. And a premium agency would just never say that to a client. So again, we're positioning you to be premium. Okay. I'm going to get into that in a, in a second. We're just kind of now talking about some of the services. It could also be monthly meetings, bi-monthly meetings. This is all included. This is what public re relations services, comm services for a client would entail. Um, coming up with the pitch angles, I just had a call with a prospective client and he said his PR firm was fine. They weren't amazing. Um, and he said they kept coming to us and asking us to come up with new angles. And I said, the agency's asking you to come up with the pitch angles? And he said, yeah, that's not how it's done. And I was like, no, that's absolutely not how it's done. It's our job as communications professionals to keep your brand interesting and relevant in the eyes of the media. If there's no news, we have to create the story. We have to come up with something timely and relevant. And that's the entire premise of the Pitch Lab. Seriously, I have a monthly membership. It is super affordable. I don't mean to like be here plugging my stuff, but honestly, the fact that an agency is getting $8,000 a month, which was what this uh, client, this beauty brand was paying an agency to then come up with the angles that the agency could reach out to the media with. Are you kidding me? That is insane. And that's just a client that doesn't know better. He's very savvy, but he was like, wait a minute. So, you know, I said, maybe they'll ask you for some specifics in terms of ingredients or product launches or things that they can leverage for story ideas, but not for you to come up with pitch angles. That is our job. And that's the entire premise of the pitch lab. I mean, we give these, this month, it was a 54 page execution plan with editorial calendars for specific publications and long lead angles and short lead angles. And you don't have to do any thinking. You just have to take the ideas we give you and plug your clients into them in a, in a savvy and strategic way. So shocking to me that a you know reputable agency would have their clients coming up with the angles to the media. That is like a huge no-no. Um, and we all know better than that. So, and if you need help with your pitch angles, consider the pitch lab. It's very, it's just very, very good and thorough for you to be able to come up with ideas all the time. Um, a couple more services for sure you need to have reporting. Um, it's a little frustrating when client want, a client wants weekly reporting. That to me feels a bit like a micromanaging situation. I feel like if clients hear from you consistently, like they're getting product requests or you're updating them on pitches when you have feedback, and then you provide a more comprehensive report at the end of the month, that's pretty standard. Um, we have clients that will ask for more. And if the reports are asking for detailed metrics and we have to go deep with analytics and reporting specific KPIs, 
that are different than what our other clients are doing. And the reports sometimes in that case will take us days. In those instances, we will ask for an additional fee because it is non-standard. I'll give you a report and I'll tell you exactly what we include in there. I'll create press clips for you. Your report's going to be awesome. It'll be very compelling. But if you have other metrics, you need us to spend time to dig up. That is going to be probably an additional fee. Um, and I have not really come across that too often. But just know that if your client's demanding something like that, you know, go ahead and charge them more for that. I don't think it's too nickel and dimey. But you can't say to a client, well, I'll just have a call with you. But if you want it written down in a report, you know, that costs extra. I don't know that anyone would do that, but, or like a clipping service, you know, all of these things that you need to run your business, whether it's a database or a team member that's doing copywriting or graphic design, if it's not like a huge rebrand and packaging, obviously you're not doing that or either developing their website. But if it is a simple graphic or a press kit or a, a one sheet that you can use for the media, I want you to strongly consider including all of that in your retainer. So this is the real deal, figuring out what to include in, in your retainer services. Again, I want you to be seen as a premium full service agency. And that means not nickel and diming your clients. You want your clients to feel like you're the most worthwhile investment. They're paying for PR and they're seeing tremendous ROI. Um, you want to take care of them. You want to have their back. One example of this is, let's say, like I'm always coming in with giving the clients the benefit of the doubt. So if we just are about to kick off with a new client and let's say the first of the month starts on a Friday and they want to start on the first of the month, we're probably going to kick off on Monday. I'm not going to prorate those last four days of the month or yeah, the last four days of the month for them. Um, we want to hit the ground running. We want to be ready on the first to, so we'll start working on onboarding and turning over assets and things like that so that we will not develop a strategy until we're actually on the clock and getting paid. But the pre-work that you do, you know, setting up an agenda for a kickoff call, working on the assets that you're going to need, writing down some questions you need from them. If that happens to come just before the month starts, we're going to do that. I don't want a client to feel like, oh, well, I can't talk to my publicist that we just hired until Friday because that's the first, you know, so stuff like that or um, creating a, a simple media introduction graphic, um, like a PDF or a one sheet on a product launch. If you can hire a $30 an hour graphic designer or somebody on your team that's pretty proficient in Canva, I love Canva. It is a game-changing tool, free tool. Um, I have a paid version because there's a lot of team collaboration and uploading of uh, fonts and logos and things that you can use to set up um, different kind of identities for your clients and it makes it a lot easier but the free version is like 99% of the way there and it is absolutely awesome. I'm sure you know Canva. We use it to create our press clips for our clients, but it is a great way for you to be able to offer a service to a client that's included in your retainer and just take care of them. I mean imagine if you're like, "Hey, do you have a one sheet for this new product launch?" and they're like, "Oh, no, we have kind of like a sales sheet." but there's SKUs on there and there's UPC codes and there's 
wholesale pricing, you'll say, no worries, I got you. Send that over to me. Um, we'll take a look at it. We'll pull what we need. We'll make it really beautiful and compelling in a one sheet for the media. And you'll position and put the points that the media needs to see, the retail price point, where it's available. And again, just a quickie reminder, you need to ensure your clients are aware of the need, if they're a product-based, the need for affiliate marketing and how and where they should consider setting it up, whether it's through a retailer like Amazon or Target or Ulta, Sephora, Nordstrom, or if you are helping them set up share sale or telling them about share sale or another site like that where they can set up their own affiliate links. That is also another service you consider, you can consider working with them on because there are some purely um purely affiliate revenue dri revenue driven articles that are kind of a function of PR. They look like PR, but they really do come from a place of affiliate revenue for those media outlets. And there are agencies that specialize in just getting those types of placements. So getting their clients set up with affiliate programs and then working with media to get a preferred percentage and placing them in stories with lots of links out to affiliate, you know, uh, tracked products. Okay. So that's another thing to keep in mind, but you want to tell them that you have to have this, you know, in place for us to be super effective. Um, but I want you to have all of these things included, like writing a press release, you know, sure. If you come out of pocket and you have to pay for distribution, that's fine. But if you are going to hire a copywriter to write it, I don't feel that that's appropriate to build back to the client. You know, I don't want them to get an invoice that has all these little nickel and dimey charges every month. It's so off-putting. I want to be treated really well. And I want clients who expect that level of service. You know, I want you to consider how you'd want to be treated in their position and how big of an impact something can be, even if it costs you a little. So I have an example, and this is where the little meme memeable came in. Um, so I bought a Gucci handbag online uh, through an auction site for basically 90% off, um, mostly because it was a, uh, a, a not, not a used bag, but it was like a, you know, uh, I don't know, I get so used fine, but it was like pretty, pretty much brand new. The only thing was it was missing a shoulder strap. Um, you know, it was like a previously owned, but it was in perfect condition, beautiful bag, but genuinely 90% off retail for a bag that had come out like in the last year. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, let me see if I can track down the strap. So I reached out to Gucci and we went kind of back and forth so they could verify that the bag was genuine and, you know, all of that stuff. And I said, I'd love to purchase a shoulder strap. I mean, I had seen them online for around $300 and I thought, well, it's going to really increase the value of this bag and then I can wear it all of the ways it's intended. Let me just pay for it. But as a courtesy, Gucci just sent me the replacement strap free of charge. And to me, that is a total wow level of service that makes Gucci a premium experience. You know, they take care of their customers. They make sure you feel like you're valued 
and that you are investing in something that is backed up by premium customer service, right? Um, so it's not directly profiting them, but I'm going to remember that you know, Gucci has amazing customer service. They stand behind their products. If there's an issue, they're going to help you. And that feels like some place that I would want to invest my money. I felt really taken care of. In the alternative, <laughs> think about Spirit Airlines, okay? <laughs> this is what came up. I was like, be Gucci, don't be Spirit Airlines. And there's a meme now in Profitable PR Pros like that. But I one time made the horrible mistake of flying Spirit Airlines. And I mean, the experience was so awful. Every little tiny thing that you could need, they charge you for. So if I wanted to sit next to my husband, I had to pay extra. If I wanted to have luggage on my trip, even a carry-on, that costs extra. <laughs> um, if you want to have a ticket that you could maybe return, that costs extra. I mean, it was like every little possible thing was extra. And the people standing in line were pissed off. They were screaming at the gate attendants. They were not having a good time. And so that to me is not a premium experience. And it attracts a customer that is budget seeking. They're going for that low priced nickel and dimey option because it looks less expensive, but the service is not great. And if you want to get to the level of service that's going to make it even passable for you, you have to spend more. And then it doesn't feel good and you don't feel like you're actually getting the value that you were seeking in the first place. So I think of Spirit Airlines and I think of just a bad experience, bad service, um, the feeling of getting nickeled and dimed at every turn. And I think that feels awful. So I don't want your clients to feel like they aren't being taken care of by you or having the needs that come up with your service regularly addressed in your retainer or included. It's just like, we're going to do whatever it takes to take care of you and get amazing results. Um, you know, like back in the day, a million years ago, when I first started PR, we had it in our contract that we would get paid, I think, 25 cents per page if we had to make copies. Like that's insane. If you have your own printer in house and you're just, you know, buying paper at Costco and toner once a year, you know, why should a client pay for that? If you're going and you're printing 50 copies of a press kit and having them bound, absolutely something like that. But don't mark it up. Don't mark it up. That's tacky. You know, we just like we just did a huge mailing for a celebrity for a client, um, sending a bunch of products directly to the celebrity. And I had to buy these boxes that were a very odd size. And <laughs> just the boxes alone were like $280 for 25 boxes. And the client was like, absolutely, you know, no problem. So we'll just bill it back to them, but I'm not going to charge them a fee to assemble these boxes and put them all together and send them out. We use their FedEx account that's included. If you need us to pack up boxes and make them gorgeous, we'll take care of that. If there's out-of-pocket expenses, we'll let you know. Um, sometimes I don't even mention it. If it's a really premium client and they're paying a huge monthly rate, I'll just, you know, and we're not doing it every month, I'll just take care of it. You know, I don't want you to charge additional service fees for the basics that are going to be needed for you to 
provide your PR services because that's not the premium experience. And I have news for you. When you charge premium retainers, you attract high-end clients. You attract clients with great budgets that leave you alone. My clients that pay the most money are the absolute easiest to work with. They trust their decision. They know they made a good call and they have the budgets to back up what you need to make your job really easy. And they're not breathing down your neck, wondering what you're doing every single day. You know, it's just, it's so insane to me that the more they pay, the less they bother you. And every single time we have made an exception on our retainer because we like the person and we want to feel really good about, you know, helping somebody and maybe we'll increase when their sales increase. And there's always this carrot that's dangled. When you lower your rates and you make an exception, I have told, I can tell you every single time I've done it, I've lived to regret it. It's always my biggest pain in the ass clients are the ones that pay the least. It's just this like equation out in the universe and it's everybody's experience. I can't even tell you anybody I've ever come across that's like, this client is paying me basically nothing, but they're so amazing. It's like, no, it just doesn't ever work like that. Um, You know, so if something is in your wheelhouse, if it's something that needs to be done in order to provide a client with a level of service that's commensurate with a premium retainer, you just handle it. You know, I've heard of members of our community billing out for their so their um, social media management platforms. Like, oh, I use Hootsuite and it's 300 a month for you to be on my Hootsuite. Like, what? If they're hiring you to do social media or they're hiring you to do PR, it's assumed that you come with the tools necessary to provide that service. So that means a database for media contacts so you can access the media, but you're not going to put a line item on their retainer that says uh, $500 a month for media contacts database. You know, that's also why your contract, your contacts are proprietary and confidential because you're paying for access and then you're curating lists. They don't get access to that list in terms of owning those contacts, but you're going to access all of your contacts on their behalf. And they're not going to get a line item on the retainer that says media contacts database. That's a big no. Don't ever put that, you know, on there. Um, I don't also love an additional like hourly rate if it's a, you know, like let's say they're, they need like a social media audit and you don't really want to do the social media services, but you can look over their, their feed and, and their strategy and kind of give them some pointers. We will take care of that for a client. We want to be helpful to them. And honestly, when they have their social media buttoned up, it makes our job in PR a lot easier. So in those instances, we'll just take care of it. I just want you to be the easy breezy. We got you. You made the right call. We're the agency for you because you're going to be part of our family. If we have an opportunity, we'll run it by you. Um, You know, you don't have to pay extra for like celebrity gift bag opportunities because if something comes across, we will present that to you. So they feel taken care of. And you, um, you know, the other thing here is that you get into this mindset that you are going to frame your services 
and position yourself as the best option for your client's needs. And you're going to charge a retainer that will cover all of these expenses. That's why we spend so much time in the agency accelerator in the strategy pillar, going over your revenue goals and your profit margin and figuring out what it costs for you to provide these services. What are your expenses? What do you have to pay a team member to help you execute? And then a healthy margin, you know, and I'm not talking like 20% margin. We sometimes have like three, four X of what our, our expenses are. You know, that's why I don't love like take your expenses and add 25% and that's your profit margin because you are leaving so much opportunity on the table. We come in with the agency accelerator and give you ways to come up with the least expensive way to provide these services, how to negotiate freelancers, um, you know, how to kind of uh, trim your costs down to the essentials, figuring out really truly what it costs for you to implement these services. And then there is so much room on top of that for revenue. There's so much profitability in this retainer model because I'm billing my team out basically, um, or I guess I'm paying my team per project. I know exactly what it's going to cost me for them to provide the service on an account. And I know what the client is going to pay. And there's a huge profit margin in there, not just a percentage of my expenses, but like a three or four X. Um, and a lot of times it has to do with, you know, how big a client is, how many products they have, are they launching? What's, you know, do they want business press? There's a lot that goes into what they're going to pay, but it's never a calculation of time. Let me repeat that again. <laughs> do not ever trade dollars for hours. Do not. It is not a calculation of your time. Because I want you to do it in as least amount of time as possible and have the most amount of revenue possible. So if you're just billing on your time, you're going to hit a ceiling because there's only so much time in the day and your team only has so much time. You want to leverage their efforts and their results. It's all about the value you provide. So these retainers should be packed with a value, which, which equates to results for the client and a level of service that feels premium, they're taken care of, and you have the confidence, you're in the right mindset to believe that you are the best option for your client's needs. And you'll confidently present those proposals or uh, share your retainer fee on a call with a client. You don't always have to, you can do it later, but when you do present your fee, you will confidently know that you are providing the value that's commensurate with the fee that you're charging. And I'll tell you, the clients that are willing to pay the premium retainers do not negotiate with you. They don't. My highest paying clients are just like, great, send a contract. No negotiation. Sometimes they'll tell you their budget and you can just work with their budget and make it look like you're meeting their needs. Um, you know, that's the way that it works. So I'd love for you all to pivot towards this model where you have this retainer in place and you are taking care of clients. They feel awesome. They made the right choice with you. You're providing insane value and then they never leave. <laughs> and then they stick around and then you can charge for additional services. Like if they want influencer campaigns and now they want to throw some budget behind it, 
that's an additional fee. Go ahead and manage their influencer budget. Or if they want to do strategic partnerships with other brands once a quarter, these are things we're charging more for to our existing clients. It is a lot easier to retain a client and even sell them additional services when they're happy than it is to constantly be in sales mode when your clients are churning after six months. That's not who I want you to be. Be premium, be Gucci, don't be Spirit Airlines. Okay, guys, go out and get them. Take a look at what it costs you to provide these services. And if you have to build in some cushion for some of these expenses, just so your client does not have to feel nickeled and dimed, think about how you want to be treated and build it into the contract, you guys. Just get it taken care of so they feel like you're the premium option and you're just crushing it for them. Okay, so uh, check out the show notes here because we have a really awesome free training called Crickets to Crushing It. So you can up-level your PR services, provide wow-worthy experiences to your clients, and you can double or more your media placements for your clients. Crickets to Crushing It, totally free webinar, um, lots of time options for you to choose from so you can do it on your own schedule. And that's what I have for you today, guys. Go out invest in your clients, invest in your team, put those retainers together, charge premium retainers, be Gucci, not Spirit Airlines. Guys, I'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.